Welcome everyone to God Talk Uncensored, where no topic is off limits. We use the Bible as a source of truth, and everything we share is from our personal experiences and the Bible. All right, let's do this. What I want to share today is something that um, I, I heard something from a political person. Literally, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy had made some comments that um, the Lord has already, and he's not even a believer, guys. He's he's a uh, he's a practicing Hindu. So this this kind of uh, uh, commentary that came out of his mouth is something that uh, I deeply believe uh, is taking place in our culture and um, is demonic, um, is um, what many would call, uh, you know, woke ideology. And they believe that it's woke because this is a new form of, of uh, developing a new... Um, a new world, a new way of operating that uh, doesn't rely on the uh, patriarchy, doesn't rely on uh, the cultural norms that had been, you know, established through Judeo-Christian uh, ethics and values. And so, he made some points that I'm going to share a, a small portion of what he said. But I first, want to get into the scripture, and I want to, I want to uh, remind us that from uh, all the way back in Genesis, uh, literally Genesis chapter 11, if you guys remember the story of the Tower of Babel. So the Tower of Babel is a significant story because you hear throughout Scripture this, this terminology, Babylon, Babylon the Great. Even in Revelation, you'll hear about uh, Babylon. Everybody's always tried to figure out, you know, what is Babylon? And is it a physical place? Is it a, uh, you know, uh, um, a, a country? Uh, is it, you know, the, the Roman Empire rebirthed? And, and I, I want to show you guys a couple takes on that. Those things could be true. Prophecy has multiple uh, layers of fulfillment to it. But if you go back to Genesis chapter 11, remember that what God commanded was that the people all were, were supposed to subdue the earth, be scattered, and procreate, right? Like that was his plan. And um, what took place in uh, Genesis chapter 11 was that uh, they basically said, um, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. This is Romans chapter uh, 11, verse 4. Um, let us come, let us build for ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered all over the face of the earth. God said, go and be scattered, fill and subdue. And they said, no. We are going to make a, a, a life for ourselves. We are going to, uh, on our own, decide what is best for us and the people that we, uh, our sphere of influence. And in this case, it was, you know, the, the known world at the time. And Jewish tradition holds that the, 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 the reason for the Tower of Babel wasn't so much that they just wanted to build some, pyramid or whatever. It was a, a blatant and direct defiance to God. And what that meant was, God, if you dare ever flood the earth again, we will have a tower that's built so high into the heavens that you couldn't even kill us. So it wasn't really as much about uh, 
uh, just building something together. It had to do with an ideology that said, we are going on our own to do what we want, devoid of what God's commands are for us. Okay, so this is the thinking of Babylon. This is the, this is the process. Nimrod the Great, he came from uh, the wicked son of uh, Noah and, and Ham, who did some nasty stuff. We could debate that. Bottom line is he shamed his father in a way that was inappropriate. Uh, he was then cursed. He and his bloodline, um, eventually this Nimrod came out. He was the one who uh, made uh, Babylon, Nineveh, a whole bunch of these other places originally who we know historically as we read the Old Testament had major you know, uh, problems and, and a lot of you know, you have the story of Jonah and Nineveh. And so anyways, this, this group of people, right? They, they, this is where, you know, the, um, uh, the Philistines came from. This is where some of these, these other warring factions against the Israelites, uh, you know, stemmed from. So, so what we're talking about is an ideology and the ideology is, uh, is pretty blatant. We don't want nor need God, we, on our own, will decide what is best for us. We will do what we want, and we will create something that even if God says it isn't okay, we will have superseded him, and he won't be able to affect us. So think of that ideology. Okay. If you have your Bibles... Feel free to turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Here we go. Talking about the end times, because so frequently this show has been about uh, discussing areas of prophetic uh, revelation that have to do with where we are in culture and where we are today. In, in, in our current situation. So it says this, mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. I want to read another scripture, Romans chapter, uh, chapter one. And, and here's the thing, I'm going to, um, I'm going to break off and kind of, um, have this little three-minute clip of Tucker Carlson interviewing Vivek Ramaswamy. Listen to what he has to say. It's almost as if God gave this to him. And see if this logically makes sense, right? Like one of the suppositions in the gay rights movement, which, you know, I'm totally open to this, but it's just partly of how we created gay rights in this country, is that the sex of the person you're attracted to is hardwired on the day you're born, even though there is no gay gene. That's the, now, if you make it one movement, the LGBT movement, that's the same movement that also now says that your own sex 
is completely fluid over the course of your life, even though there is a definitive sex chromosome. Like, you can't believe these two things at the same time. They're fundamentally... It's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. And so, and so that's what it reveals what's going on, Tucker, is that these are cult-like belief systems, right? Because yes. if it's a religious cult, then you don't have to... I mean, you don't have any obligation to logic if you're subscribing to a religion. And the worst religions are the ones that fail to recognize themselves as religions. I think religions... Can, religion can be a great thing. You and I are both pro-religion, pro-faith, if we recognize that we're actually exercising faith. But the most dangerous religions of all are those that claim to be secular, but are actually religious in their conviction. And one of the ways you can smoke out that it's religion is just these inherent tensions. That Then you give it a flag. Then you give it a symbology. You give it an idol. The first idol was not good enough, the rainbow flag. Then they had to make the trans flag, the upgraded version, the golden idol. They started with the silver one. And so this is what this is about, is a form of idolatry in the trans flag that is a symbol of a broader religious conviction. It's kind of the same thing you see in the climate movement, actually, is like, I, I kind of enjoy this because you get to the bottom of what's going on by exposing the illogic of it. Like on the climate, there's a parallel for what's going on with LGBT with climate. You think two different issues. What, what are you talking about? Well, the same people who are antithetical to carbon emissions here in the United States are perfectly fine with shifting those carbon emissions to China, even though it was supposedly global warming that we we're addressing. Or the same people who are hostile to carbon emissions are also hostile to nuclear energy, which is the most productive form of carbon-free energy production known to man. Again, you can't believe both of those things at once unless you're subscribing to a broader religious worldview. And I think that religion is actually, it's the same religion, whether it relates to the climate dogma, whether it relates to LGBTQIA plusism, whether it relates to racial wokeism, it's a broader vision that defines itself in opposition to the American vision, to the American way of life that says we are individuals, individuals who are members of these units we call families, families which are embedded in the substructure of this thing we call a nation and a nation which exists under the broader blessing of God. Individual, family, nation, God, that is one worldview. And the thing we're describing here is an alternative worldview grounded in race, in gender, in sexuality. So now that you've heard uh, about the new religion, which you probably already knew of, or maybe you're a part of it and you didn't realize some of the inconsistencies or the, um, um, the deceptive nature of the direction that this is going, or the direction it has already taken. And the fact that uh, it's having a form of godliness, there's a religious aspect to it. What you'll find is that people who are a part of these, these communities, right? And they tend to really lean, uh, you know, uh, um, lean left. They just do, you know, uh, very um, uh, emotionally driven and, and oriented to feelings all those things can be great if they are, uh, you know, rooted in objective truth. Um, but what we have done is we have lost objective truth and we have on our own decided that we are going to make a name for ourselves and whatever moral uh, absolutes used to be, we no longer will adhere to that. As a matter of fact, we will build ourselves a tower without God in defiance to him and say, we 
are the arbiters of our truth in full defiance and disobedience. So here we go. Romans chapter one. All right. So it's it's not super long, but it's going to be long enough for you to really capture what is being said here. And I want your, your spidey senses, if you're not a believer, or if you are, have the Holy Spirit interpret this. And listen, because we were made in the image of God. And because we were made in the image of God, we have certain components that are inside us that, that are receptive to his truth. So I'm, I'm imploring you at this point to listen to his truth because you were designed, you were created to be in the image of God. So, okay, here we go. Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 18, says that the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, it's very clear, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. You cannot look at what exists and just believe that it happened by chance. There's enough uh, scientists today that would tell you that they may not believe in the God of the Bible, but they believe in what's called intelligent design, that there is something other than, than the, the happen, the chance that we just sort of emerged from primordial ooze. Okay. So here we go. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of, uh, glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings, birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over to sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity. So when they stopped committing to the truth of God and they decided to just start worshiping human beings and ideologies that were not correct, God eventually gave them over to a depraved mind for sinful desires, for uh, the, their hearts, for sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. That has to do with the climate. That has to do with Mother Earth. That has to do with all kinds of other stuff. And I am, a, I am all about clean air. I'm all about clean water. I am all about the climate. But I am, what we're talking about is, is this religion who has put all of these things in the same basket or package of LGBTQ, of, of uh, you, you name it, right? This is what we're talking about. And the illogicalness of the majority of it, right? God is not a God of confusion, the Bible says. So if, if, if you're holding two opposing views in your brain, that's called cognitive dissonance. And those opposing views 
are literally in war with one another. They don't make any sense, but yet you believe them both at the same time. Okay. That's a problem. It's, we used to have what's called crystallized thinking where we had very defined and objective ways of, of, of crystallizing our, our thinking and coming up with reality. And now it's just not that. In the same way, okay, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so he gave them over to a depraved mind so that they uh, do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but they also approve, validate, affirm of those who practice them. We, when we talk about the end times and we talk about uh, uh, the mark of the beast and we talk about you know um, the things that are coming, so often people don't recognize there's some a very simple explanation of the mark of the beast okay is it going to be an actual mark is it going to be you know uh some type of ai or facial recognition or digital id possibly but let me just tell you the basics right this is very simple revelation chapter 13 verse 18 and it literally just says exactly what it is. Okay. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of humanity or the number of man. That number is 666. So what are we talking about? We are talking about man's way. We are talking about humanity's attempt devoid of God, to use their own processes to do what they want to do, the mark of the beast. Now, there will come a time, yes, where if you do not receive this, this, this uh, ideology and, and swallow it hook, line, and sinker, and you don't get a digital ID or you don't file into their system, that you won't be able to buy or sell. You'll be locked out because you have been canceled. But what is, is fascinating to me about this is that so many people are like, it's going to be a barcode. And no, you just have to buy into the, the ideology, to the lie, to the absolute fundamental untruth that's being propagated right in front of our faces. And we're supposed to just sit back and do nothing. Well, my friends, my brothers and sisters, we're not sitting back anymore. We're telling it how it is. We're going to proclaim it from the rooftops. 
I'm not looking to to try to restore the old America, right? People are like, you know, we need to get back to this, get back. I don't want to be back anywhere. I want to be forward to what God's doing, what he's about, and what he's going to do in the future. That's what I'm looking for. The book of Revelation, that's what I want. I want what he has for us, not what we used to have, not some of the other stuff. Some of the other stuff was great. Principles of, of Christianity, Judeo-Christian values, all of that, but but... At the end of the day, what we want is what God is up to and what he's doing. People say that they're followers of Jesus, right? But let me just be clear. If you're a part of this woke ideology, if you're a part of this this, this thinking of the LGBTQ and the climate cult and all of this stuff, Jesus isn't going there. He isn't any part of that. He has zero, let me repeat that, zero allegiance to that agenda. So if you claim to be a Christian, that means you're a follower of Jesus, but he's not going there. He won't go there. He's not walking there. He's not running there. He might love the people that are a part of that, but he's not actually going there. If you're following Jesus, he's going a different place. He's going a different direction. I say, follow what he's up to. God bless you guys. We'll do this again. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to God Talk Uncensored. We appreciate your support. And until next time, God bless you.